Hello, this is Rabbi Rob Doberson, and welcome to this edition of Wrestling and Dreaming. This is the second of a two-part episode of the podcast, which I began last week to answer a question that has been asked of me often, which is, how did you decide to become a rabbi? And I wanted to share that because I think that it's important to know about how, at least in my case, and I can't speak for other rabbis necessarily, but I'm sure their stories are somewhat similar in many ways, how a person makes this decision. What are the, what are the, the steps along the way that leads one to such a decision? And secondly, because I want to urge you to look back on your life, wherever you are, and say, what were the key places? What were the stopping points, so to speak? Uh, that was the relation with last week's Torah portion of Parshat Maseh, where we read the itinerary of the people from Egypt to Canaan. What were the stopping points on your itinerary that made you the person that you are today? So last week I talked about the three places, so to speak, that really were instrumental in my deciding that I wanted to become a rabbi. My home growing up, our synagogue, and my experiences at college at Brandeis University. So now I've decided that I want to become a rabbi, but there's a long course between the time you'd make a decision like that and the time it actually comes to fruition. As with any goal that we might set for ourselves in any area of life, we decide we want to do something, but then we have to do what's necessary to have that goal come to pass. And in my case, it meant going to rabbinical school. I was fortunate to be accepted into the rabbinical school at the Jewish Theological Seminary of America in New York. At that time, one of the two places in the United States where you could study to be a conservative rabbi. The rabbinical school also was in, there was a rabbinical school also in Los Angeles. But at that time, even the students who started in Los Angeles had to come to JTS in New York before ordination for the last couple of years. So it was really a center for the study of being a conservative rabbi in America. The experience at the Jewish Theological Seminary gave me something that was absolutely indispensable in helping me in my rabbinate. And even if I didn't always realize it, and many of us didn't during rabbinical school itself, all the things that our teachers told us about this and how important it was, in fact, did prove, did prove to be true in my years as a rabbi. And that was the study of Jewish text, the serious study of rabbinic text, Talmud, Midrash, the rabbinic law codes. There were other elements of the rabbinical school curriculum, to be sure. We took class in philosophy, and there was some practical rabbinic areas, how to write a sermon and, and how very, very little, but some teaching on how to do pastoral counseling. But the focus of the curriculum at that time, and I know things have changed to a great extent, but the focus of the curriculum at that time was teaching us to be able to engage with traditional Jewish texts. <clears throat> and even though it wasn't always something that I loved as each class went along, I always found something meaningful in it, and I was drawn to it. And I was hoping, even though it didn't, as I say, it didn't always seem that way, I was hoping that it would prove to be important to me as a rabbi. And it certainly 
turned out to be. Because the ability to use Jewish texts, whether you're teaching them, whether you're quoting them as part of a sermon or just inspired by them in to, to think of a particular issue in a particular way, that really is critical for a rabbi in a traditional congregation. And I, can, I include conservative congregations as traditional in that sense. And I was in, in just indebted to the seminary for really focusing on that issue because it did make that much of a difference for me and it still makes a difference for me in the work that I do as a rabbi. Again, sometimes it's clear and obvious if I'm teaching a Talmud class, but sometimes it's much more subtle, being inspired by something I read in the text to address an issue in a particular way or to work in a particular way with the community. So I know many of our, the, the prospective rabbis that we entered into rabbinical school with didn't enjoy that part of it and ended up not seeing, not going through the whole process of becoming a rabbi because you really had to embrace that traditional study. I did, and I'm very glad that I did. And I'm really, again, indebted to the seminary for giving us that, uh, that foundation that's so important. And because I enjoyed it, at least most of the time, I stuck it out through the five years of rabbinical school. By the way, I should mention that I was only in New York for four years. The middle year of rabbinical school was in Jerusalem, a fantastic experience. I'll talk about that another time. So that's what the seminary taught us. But there were so many things that they didn't teach us there. How to work with people how to transmit this beauty of Jewish tradition and the love that we have for it to others, how to build a community, how to share our excitement and our passion for Jewish learning and Jewish practice with others, how to bring it into the real world. Now, there were opportunities to teach, and I did during rabbinical school. I did a lot of teaching in Hebrew high schools, etc., and had congregations that I went to for the high holidays and in one case for uh, one month during my senior year of rabbinical school. But even that wasn't enough. There had to be some place where you could learn those other things, where you could continue to be inspired, not just by the texts, but by the passion that we felt for Judaism and the idea of being able to pass that along to others. And thankfully, I found that place, or that place found me, I should be more precise. And if it hadn't been for that place, I'm quite sure that I would not have been able to finish rabbinical school and become a rabbi. I say that place found me. It began on a Thursday afternoon in June of 1977. I can still picture the moment. That's how, how influential it was to me. I was home in my house, in my family's house in Boston. I had graduated Brandeis a couple of months before. I was looking for a summer job, which I couldn't find. It was very hard to find summer jobs. In those days, I had worked for the last couple of years as a student uh, in, in the library at Brandeis, but that job was not available to me once I graduated. So I was mostly sitting around, a little bit of tutoring here and there, but I was really not having a productive summer, to say the least. And then the phone rang. And again, I can picture myself where I was, which phone in the house I was on. It was a friend of mine that 
had graduated Brandeis in our class, again, a couple of months before. And she said to me, so I understand you're not doing anything this summer. I said, how do you know that? She said, and she mentioned a couple of friends of mine, she said, that they told me. So I said, oh, she says, yeah, but I, I, I'm going to tell you what you're going to do this summer. So I said, what's that? She said, you're going to come up to Camp Ramah in New England to be a counselor, be a madrich. Camp Ramah, just say, is the camping arm of the conservative movement, one of the greatest institutions our movement has, has founded. And uh, I was familiar with Camp Ramah. My brother had been a staff member and was a staff member uh, at that time and uh, of, of at once at Camp Ramah, New England, and then at Camp Ramah, Wisconsin. And I called my brother and I said, I, well, I, I told the person who called me, I said, I got to think about this. She said, I'll call you back in a half an hour. I called my brother. I talked to him. He said, grab this opportunity. This is Besher. This is fate in essence. This is going to change your perspective of what it means to be a rabbi. And it's going to help you to understand what it means. My friend had told me uh, when she asked me, she said, you'll learn more at Camp Ramah than you will in your years of rabbinical school about what it means to be a rabbi. So I said, okay, I'll give it a try. And on the Sunday morning that followed, which was incidentally the day before the campers arrived at the very end of the week of orientation for staff, I showed up in Palmer, Massachusetts, a camper mod in New England, and I didn't have the slightest idea what to do. It was a completely new environment for me. I didn't know the geography of the camp. I didn't know the lingo. I didn't understand all of the things that staff members either had learned over their years of being campers or had learned during the staff week that I missed because I didn't show up until the very end. I really felt like a fish out of water, so to speak. I, did, I, I didn't know what to do, and I was rather inept. It took me a couple of weeks to get my feet on the ground. But slowly I realized that this was really a magical place. It was a magical situation, and it was absolutely what I needed. And I discovered later how much I needed it when I started seeing what was lacking at the Jewish Theological Seminary. This was the place to learn to build a community. This was the place to learn to work with other people. This was the place where I could t actually teach, but not just teach in, an, uh, in, a, in, a, um, in, in a remote setting, in a classroom or something like that, but out in the real world, out in nature, which provides so much emotion and so much sense of spirit for me and I know for many, many people. The idea of being out in nature, the idea of, of living in a community 24 hours a day and building that community. It was just an incredible experience for me. And I continued to work at Camp Ramah for five summers full-time. And then when I entered the rabbinate after I graduated rabbinical school for the next eight summers, I came back to camp for three or four weeks to just be an advisor, to be a teacher, to drive the camp van, whatever it is that I could do to be part of that environment. I know that those of you who have attended Jewish summer camps or summer camps of any kind perhaps know what a community is what the camp community is, and it was everything that I wanted it to be. And I think back, and I think back about those great moments, Shabbat at camp, which is unforgettable. Uh, the observance of, of 
tefillot of the of the of the prayers on a daily basis watching the kids learn watching them grow over the course of the summer watching myself grow and my ability to address situations that existed that 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 came up at camp no they're not as serious as situations that come up in the congregation of rabbinate but they're the same kind they can be vital moments moments of, of te teaching moments that you have where you can you really use the texts and the traditions to help people realize some aspect of the situation they find themselves in and hopefully bring more of a sense of spirit and a sense of meaning into everyday life. I can't say enough of what Camp Ramad did for me and my friend was correct when she said, you'll learn more about being a rabbi at camp than you will in rabbinical school. Yeah, I learned the texts in rabbinical school, but I learned how to use them and what it meant to use them in the camp setting. And it didn't matter whether it was in a class or on the baseball, softball diamond or on a canoe trip or uh, just on an everyday discussion with kids about problems that have come up in their bunk or in the, or in the division, in the ADA, or whatever it might be. I might have felt like a fish out of water, so to speak, when I first arrived at camp, but uh, every summer after that, when, we, when I got off the, the road and turned into the road that led into camp, a long road that led to the camp office and the beginning of the, of the actual uh, camp property, every time I went on that road in the years after, it brought me to tears because I realized that this was home and this was the place where I would learn what it means to help to build a Jewish community, not by myself, never in the rabbinate and never at camp, working with other people, always as part of a group, always as part of a chevra, always as part of a kehila community, a sacred community. So that's where it goes. And that's how it happened for me. My home, my synagogue, my college experience, what the seminary gave me and what I got from Camp Ramah. And thankfully, that was enough inspiration to get me through the five years of rabbinical school and enter into the field that I thought I would want to get into and have never regretted for a moment. I hope you've found my story meaningful. I hope it's raised some questions for you to think about in your own life. And until next time, thank you.